and welcome everyone live to the studio of Triple H 100.1 FM. That's right, we are still live. We are still coming into the studio. We have some pretty strict protocols in place, but we're very proud to be broadcasting still from our channels here. We've, of course, got all of our guests phoning in at the moment for safety's sake. Now, let's talk about today's program. It's all about the NBN. It's on everyone's lips. Everyone is thinking, oh my goodness, I need to access it. I need to make sure that I can rely on it and everything is going to work smoothly for my business, for my kids, for even for my entertainment for some reason. And the reason for that is, of course, because we're all working from home. The kids are potentially not going to school anymore and doing a lot of online learning. And we need to keep the younger generation entertained as well. Now, the NBN is a fundamental part of that. It's the basis on which we're all going to be relying over the next few months to be able to continue to work and to continue to educate ourselves as well. We're very thrilled to be joined today by Paul Tyler. He's the Chief Customer Officer for Business at NBN Australia and he's going to talk us through the strategies already in place to support small business um, to connect and stay connected to the NBN in these challenging times. Thank you so much for joining Small Biz Matters, Paul. Very pleased to be here, Alexi. So, Paul, take me through um, what the NBN is doing at the moment to ensure that uh, that the capacity is there, that everyone can access it, and to make sure that everyone can get as connected as possible to the NBN. Sure, very happy to. These are obviously um, very uh, un- unprecedented times where I'm working very hard to make sure the network is ready and capable of delivering a great service to all Australians. So we've been spending a lot of time uh, preparing the network. We've been spending a lot of time watching trends around the world, how uh, capacity is changing on the, on the network, how people's usage patterns are changing as they shift to a working from home environment. And we, our engineers and our data scientists have been working 24 hours a day for the last number of weeks to prepare the network to make sure that capacity is in place in preparation for uh, obviously what's going to be a, a huge uh, increase in demand on the network. But we're very confident that the network is ready and we're continuing to prepare the network over time to make sure that it stays ahead of the trend of, uh, of demand. You mentioned that you're t- looking at what the, uh, the the work is happening with other countries and the capacity that they're expecting as well. Is that so that you can compare the usage with what you would expect to see with this number of people accessing it and uh, whether or not they're what they're doing to put to put protocols in place to make sure their their internet actually copes with the demand? Yes, exactly that. So we've modelled what we think is going to happen, but we want to make sure uh, that we haven't missed something. So we are observing what's happening in other countries and seeing how the demand has has risen. So if I give you some sort of numbers, we have um, seen that the, the demand on our network has been rising about... 5% 5% a week over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we dimension our network, so we, we prepare our network for the busiest time of the day. In Australia, that's somewhere between uh, you know 7 in the evening and 11 at night, so typically around 9pm, and that's the busiest time, the most demanding time normally, the busy hour on the NBN network. That's when there's people who are all around the country uh, consuming streaming video, like Netflix or things like that, all at the same time. So that's the busiest point of the day. And uh, we've seen that busiest point of the day uh, increase since the end of February, around about 13.5%. But to make sure that uh, the network is able to continue to grow, we've um, prepared a network for much greater than that. In fact, last week we announced 
and you would have seen the announcement that we have offered all of our retailers who can then offer to all our end users or, or consumers uh, an increase of 40% of uh, capacity or 40% additional uh, data usage without us charging them any any more for that. So, you know, as an investment to try and help the uh, the nation through uh, these um, you know, these difficult periods. So, we've obviously prepared the network for a lot greater growth than we've seen so far. You and say? Think about- could I just stop you there? You mentioned the seven till nine slot. Um, that's that sounds a bit concerning from a small business perspective because if you've got your kids sitting around the table digesting data and you're digesting data as you would normally for your business, um, what about the daytime? Uh, is that is that what you're talking about with changed capacity? Yeah, no, as I said, we dimension the network for the busiest time in the day, which is in the evening. But in the daytime, there's a lot less usage on the network typically. But of course, that's changing as we see um, people working from home, a lot of kids uh, at home during the day uh, doing education, a lot of video conferencing, even for kids and doing their remote learning, things like that. So during the daytime, we've seen the growth over the last uh, number of weeks of around about 25%. So it's grown more during the day. But even that additional 25% of demand during the daytime only takes us to about half the load of the network at the peak in the evening. So we've got an enormous amount of headroom left uh, during the day. And uh, I wouldn't be concerned about that. What we're trying to make sure is that the network is ready and capable of meeting the demand at the busiest time of the day. Because, of course, if it can meet the, the demand at the busiest time of the day, it can easily meet the demand during the uh, the quieter periods of the day. Which, whilst you know people think that everyone working from home is going to be really taxing on the network, it's still not as taxing as what we see in the in the evenings. So uh, what I wanted to ask you in particular, we've had a number of questions come from our listeners here on Small Biz Matters about upload speeds. Obviously, download speeds are something that uh, is what is usually measured when when you're speaking to a provider, but the upload speeds can uh, be quite um, challenging. What I wanted to ask you in particular, say, for example, you've got a video production editor who is now working from home. He's shifted his edit suite um, to his home uh dining room table and he needs to know that that upload speed can cope with the capacity uh, of him uploading quite large um, videos and and data back onto the network and back to his clients uh, is that is that upload speed going to be improved is it going to be more of a parity between upload and download speed when we've got more businesses using the upload capacity Sure. So, Alexi, in the past, we've discussed the difference between what we would see as a business plan, a, a business NBN plan, and a, a, a plan that was more designed for a residential uh, usage. And the, one of the main differences, as um, as you know, is the difference of the ratio of upload versus download. So, for a residential plan, it's very heavily download. It's all about streaming uh, entertainment content, education content from the web. But in a business environment, uh, the ratio is more or less equal, so equal amounts of upload and download. So that's why we built a range of business plans which have that symmetrical uh, type of, uh, of demand. That's great for people in their offices who have purchased a, a business plan. But of course, now we're getting into a, a different environment where we see all those businesses now needing to work from home. And I, I know businesses uh, exactly like the ones you've, uh, you've just mentioned. I know uh, we've seen examples of architect firms who are uploading large CAD files, medical uh, companies who are looking at medical imaging uh, uh, things and they, they need to send data both ways. Uh, of course, you, you talk about 
uh, video editing as an example there. Education similarly is uh, requiring equal amounts of uploads and, and downloads. So the nature of that tra traffic is changing. So will will you be able to do that in the home, I guess, is the, the crux of your question. And the answer is yes. So with the NBN, there's been a dramatic increase in the, in the amount of upload speed that's available um, to end users from what was in place before. But the first thing I would encourage everyone to do is have a look at what plan they're actually on and have they, have they purchased a plan that is um, going to be adequate for their needs. Um, we we offer a range of plans from a, a one for the for the home a 12 meg down one meg up plan all the way to a 100 meg down 40 meg up plan and i would encourage people to make sure they understand how they want to use the network and then have a look at the plan that they've uh, purchased and uh, make, and make sure they have something adequate in place we can help you with that so there are a range of could I just ask, are the providers going to actually um, be flexible with people having had those massive change in circumstances quite suddenly? If you need to switch between a home plan and a business plan, is that even possible or is that a question we need to ask the providers? Well, we, we don't... We're, we're a wholesaler, so you'd, you know, I, I would always encourage you to talk to your retailer about what your needs are. We can help you think about... Uh, what you need and we have a range of tools on our website um, to help you with that but I, I, I don't want to suggest that your residential plan won't be adequate to um, support you working from home it's a, the residential plans are good uh, and they already provide a dramatically greater upload than was previously in place prior to the NBN but what I'm suggesting is you can even on a residential plan you can get faster uploads and faster downloads uh, simply by contacting your retailer and upgrading the speed that you have. Of course, if you want to buy a business plan, then that's also possible. But again, that's a discussion you'd have with your retailer. I know that um, one of the things that they're doing in other countries and other areas around the world is uh, instructing things like Netflix and um, a Disney Channel, for example, to adjust um, the, the the quality of the downloads that, they, that they're providing. Is that something that's in the pipeline to help with capacity in Australia? And from a par as a parent, <laughs> are you planning to do that for YouTube? Because that'd be really great. It'll stop my kids watching so much YouTube instead of doing their school work. So this is a global uh, pandemic, as, as you well know, and we are talking with all of the global providers um, to ensure that uh, some of the initiatives that are happening in other countries also happen here. So yes, there are discussions ongoing with uh, some of the content providers like Netflix and YouTube and others uh, to think about are there ways at the busiest time of day to re reduce the demand on the network. Right now, we have uh, we have adequate capacity on the network and the network is performing well and we're staying well in in front of the, the way the network is um, is being taxed or being yeah, used. Uh, but, of course, we are also working with those over-the-top providers or internet providers uh, to think about are there further things we need to do over time to ensure we stay ahead. Can you move relatively quickly if it's beginning to cause people frustration? How are you going to be able to tell when people are working in their homes that they're having difficulty um, as a result of these providers taking up too much space on the NBN? We, we need them to reduce it because, you know, essentially they're only providing entertainment. We've got small businesses out there who are trying to function and, and keep afloat. Is that, can you move relatively quickly when it comes to telling those providers to, to reduce their, um, their bandwidth? 
Well, those providers are, um, are preparing things right now and, and obviously Europe is running ahead of us in terms of the demand. So I, I wouldn't be too concerned that they won't have the... Um, that they, they won't be able to move in time. But what I'd encourage you to do is think about your own connection or to small businesses in particular, think about your own connection. NBN is only one link in the chain. If you think about, say, the, the five links in the chain, you've got the internet itself, so Netflix and, and uh, Salesforce and Xero, you know, all those applications that sit in, in the um, in the web. Uh, then you've got the undersea cables that connect us to the web. Then you've got the retailer's own network. Then you've got the NBN, and then you've got your your own in-home environment. So you can think about the way that your connection is being um, uh, loaded up by, uh, by could be your kids or, or other people using the network at the time. But the first thing I'd actually do is if you start to run into a bit of trouble um, with uh, with congestion, is I'd look at your in-home environment. Where is your Wi-Fi router placed? Where is your modem placed? Are you, you know, have you optimised that in-home environment first? What we're finding is a lot of the congestion, a lot of the, the trouble that people are having is actually because of their in-home environment. So fix that first. And we have a, a number of tools on our website to help you uh, work through that. If I, if you go to the uh, NBN website, nbn.com.au slash working from home, that will give you a range of tips and tools about that in-home environment. Then I'd talk to your retailer and make sure that you're on the best plan uh, that's uh, appropriate for you. Uh, we will, of course, be working on the network all, all the time and we'll be working with those providers to ensure they also optimise the way they, they load up the network as well. And may I ask you a question? Um, obviously, we're hearing a lot, there's a new buzzword, which is essential services. Now, for any small business out there who's trying to continue to function in a different environment working from home, they would consider the NBN to be an essential service. If you have ordered or you're about to order the NBN and you need it or for some reason you need a technician to come and support you in your in your home, is that technician going to be able to come out? Is that considered an essential service? Because I know that uh, comms was one of the ones that was uh, in some of the states uh, not as an essential service. Is it an essential service? Can we know that those technicians will be able to get to us because we need them as a business? Well, right now we're connecting about 40,000 premises a week. 40,000 premises. We've not seen any drop-off in demand. In fact, if anything, there's been a slight increase in the demand uh, for connections over the last um, couple of weeks. And we're right now able to cope with that and um, you know, there's been no reduction in our capability. Looking ahead, we, of course, need to think first and foremost about the safety and health of our employees. And as long as we can continue to operate in a legal and safe way, we will continue to uh, connect um, uh, all the people who want to be connected to the NBN as we receive orders for that. But are the discussions in place to make sure that the government is going to allow those technicians under correct circumstances where they're safe to do so, um, to allow them to, to continue to, to service the needs of small businesses who are working from home? Is that a, a discussion that's happening with the government? It's a, it's certainly a live discussion. There's no definition of an essential service so far, no, no official definition, and we are talking with the government about where we would fit within that, but there's nothing for me to uh, confirm on that at this stage. Well, that, that is good news. Um, now, I just wanted to ask you as well, one of the things that um, people are, I, I guess, we're all going out there and saying that we're having issues with the NBN. Quite often that those issues can be around service providers. So when we're having problems on a day-to-day -day basis, 
where is where does the first call? Where, where do you make the first call? Is it some practical suggestions like you, you mentioned earlier? Do you try and fix the problem yourself, or do you get onto the phone immediately with your with your um, retailer? What do you suggest to people who are experiencing difficulties? So the first thing I do is actually have a, do a little bit of self help. So have a have a think about how you're using the, the network. It would I, I would encourage you to look at resources such as our website that will help you think about your own configuration because it's quite possible, in, in fact, in many cases, very likely that challenges that you have have nothing to do with uh, your retailer or the NBN or even the internet provider, uh, even the internet source that you're going to. In fact, if you are having problems, the first thing I do is encourage you to go and see if you can log on to Google. What we're finding with a lot of businesses is they have trouble with their remote working or their VPN or something like that, and they think that there's a problem with their with their retailer or with the NBN. What actually is they they find is they can connect to Google, and so they've got the internet that's working fine. It's actually a problem with their VPN, and then that's obviously a, a different set of discussions you need to have with your either your IT department if you're you know, like small business won't have an IT department, but could be your you know the person who's helped you configure your VPN things like that. So first thing is check if you have internet connectivity, and go you know, logging into Google would be a, a good way to check if you have internet connectivity. And then if you you don't have internet connectivity, of course then you talk to your retailer. Um, I think we all have to accept that over the, the coming weeks and months, uh, we're in an environment uh, which are completely unknown to all of us. And there's incredible uh, demand on all sorts of services. We see that with supermarkets. Uh, we see that with people making voice calls at the moment. There's an incredible amount of demand on the voice networks that's leading to problems with voice calls. And I think what you'll find is when you're contacting your retailer, you'll find that they are also extremely overloaded at the moment and having issues with some of uh, access to their call centres and things like that. So you, I, I do ask that you be a little bit accommodating of that. It's not an NBN issue. NBN uh, won't be operating those call centres, but I think we, we all have to accept that at the moment um, we are in such uh, unprecedented times that uh, services will be very stressed. But to your question, who would you contact if you don't have internet connectivity or your, your internet connectivity is not meeting your needs? Then, of course, yes, it is your retailer. And and I've just got um, one final question to ask you. Um, it, those of you who just joined us, you're listening to Paul Tyler here on Small Biz Matters on Triple H 100.1 FM. He's the Chief Customer Officer for NBN and we're talking all about the NBN and how we're all going to be using it simultaneously potentially in the next uh, few months and how the, um, the NBN are working to make sure that capacity can be reached for that need. Uh, technical question now from one of my listeners. Um, is it worth adding fibre to the premises rather than FTTN to increase speed as a small business and whether ISPs are limiting bandwidths for commercial reasons um, such as contention ratios? I will be honest with you, I don't really know what that question is, but I'd love you to answer it for my highly technical friend, please. Okay, well, you had two questions there. One, should someone upgrade to FTTP, fiber to the premise? Uh, and the other is around um, capacity and whether retailers are artificially constraining capacity. So on the first question, um, it depends on, your, on what you need the internet for. So we offer, as NBN, a range of plans uh, from, as I said, 12 meg down, one, uh, one meg up, all the way to a one gig symmetrical product uh, we call enterprise ethernet one gig down and one gig up very high-end product and of course the, the very high-end product has to be supported by fiber uh, so you, you need to think about how you need 
who use the internet. Right now, I wouldn't be encouraging any, anyone to upgrade to fiber because it's just uh, that takes time and it requires uh, people to uh, to do the work as physical work and it's probably not the best environment to be doing that in. Uh, but the first thing I'd be looking at is how to maximise the use of the connection that you have. And for many people, upgrading, or for most, in fact, upgrading their um, internet connection is simply a matter of a phone call or logging onto the internet. In fact, I upgraded my own uh, plan on the web directly without talking to anyone uh, quite recently in preparation for my kids working at home and me, uh, the kids uh, learning from home and, and me working from home. It was a very simple process. The second part of your uh, question was around the retailers and whether they are limiting capacity. Uh, and the answer to that I'd give is, is what I, I said before. To avoid that, to make sure that there is no uh, constraining of capacity because of commercial reasons. We've actually um, given free capacity, free additional capacity, up to 40% additional capacity to the retailers to ensure that there's no commercial reason for them not to pass that capacity through to the end users. So that's obviously a big investment from NBN in making sure that the uh, services provided to the end users is the best that it can be. Uh, that's good news. Uh, uh, and um, interesting that you should talk about the, the time lag that might occur with trying to get someone to install something, um, really working with the plans that you've got available as the NBN wholesaler, working with retailers to make sure you're on the right plan sounds like a really good start. I do. Could you just re-mention before we finish up the, um, that website where people can go to for the working from home information, please? Sure. It's nbn www.nbn.com.au slash working from home. Fantastic. Look, thank you so much for joining us, Paul. I am sure you are extremely busy. Those of you who have been listening to today's broadcast, you can, of course, listen to the podcast within a couple of days. We will get it up there super fast because we'll use our super fast NBN to do that. And we'll be getting that to you um, via iTunes and smallbizmatters.com.au where there are over 150 educational podcasts that you can listen to as a business to keep your education up there. You've been listening to Small Biz Matters on Triple H. I will be back after the break with some community service announcements and we'll talk more about what you can do to improve working from home. You're listening to Triple H 100.1. Thanks again, Paul, for joining us. Thanks very much. Now, what I wanted to talk to you about is ways that you can cope with working from home. I've been doing it since Monday, aside from coming into our wonderful Triple H studios, that is, of course. And I will be brutally honest with our listeners. I am not coping at all. I'm really struggling with it. And I'm struggling with, I guess, the bombardment of dealing with teenage children and helping them to do and get started and get up and running with their education and then having ridiculously high expectations of what they're going to achieve and then expecting myself to achieve the same amount of workload as I would during the week um, when there's nobody there with me. So I guess top tip number one is to lower expectations. Give yourself some time to ease into this new routine. Um, perhaps keep an eye on the news, keep abreast of what's going on, but don't do it constantly. It can be extremely emotionally exhausting to be checking up on facts and figures. Of course, make sure that you understand the best way to cope with this on an individual level, but you can't change things globally. Uh, you can only look after yourself and your business. So I'm just going to spend a little bit of time now giving you some practical suggestions about what we can all do as a business now that we have the luxury of time. Now, we talk a lot in small businesses about not having enough time to do the things that we've been meaning to do for years and things fall apart and things don't really get done. Well, guess what? There's an abundance, as my 
co-host earlier this morning, Lizzie, mentioned. There is an abundance of time for small business. So let's have a think about what it is that we can do in this time fueled world to help improve our businesses for the future. Now, remember, this is finite. This will eventually end um, with the support of governments and all of us doing the right thing. The, the more we do the right thing, the more this will end and the faster we can get back to doing business. But that's not to say that you can't communicate with people. So my first tip is to get out there and set up a few online Zoom or whatever you'd like to use, Google Hangouts, there's lots of options out there and set up some online meetings so you can continue that relationship building with those who you would like to work with at the end of this. If you're going to pivot in your business, have a think about what people and what resources and what connections you have can support you or give you guidance or maybe give you suggestions about what you can do. This is a great time to be mentoring one another. We all talk about how, oh, I don't want to get a mentor in any official capacity, but simply talking to one another as businesses and offering that support is actually mentoring. So why don't you grab someone you know who's a little bit less experienced than you in the same industry as you and maybe have regular, maybe fortnightly chats about what they're doing and what they're thinking about to get back on the bandwagon in the future. The other thing we talk about is not having enough time to do is working on our website. We are notorious for letting it lag. There's blogs on there from 2015. And that's not to say that it needs to be kept up to date weekly. That can be a little bit exhausting and not particularly relevant. But you can certainly clean it up a bit. You can add some photos. You can refresh the look. Um, get on to your IT guy if you've got the funds to do so. Do so, Or do some quick um, tutorials on how to use WordPress. It isn't that difficult and you can have a bit of a play around with it without mucking it up. You can do it in a preview mode, so don't worry. And you can tweak and, and make some improvements. And if you are going down the path of a different um, business angle, make sure that your website actually reflects that. So when this is all over, you can hit the ground running, as my good friend Tim Hoopman has said. It's also time to educate yourself. Now, you may be way behind with your CPD credits from your professional association. Jump onto their website and find out if they've got any video tutorials or previous webinars or podcasts that you can listen to to get your CPD credits back up again. There is a myriad of information out there and now is the time to tap into it and resource it. Now, to keep yourself a little bit sane, I wouldn't suggest going, okay, today I'm going to spend eight hours watching educational videos. Chunk out your day. Think about maybe 10 till 11 or when you're the most alert <laughs> and most awake, that that's the time that you use to educate yourself and write some notes while you're doing it. Some people prefer to do it on paper. Some people prefer to keep a working document of information, but write some notes so that later on you can go back and look over those instead of having to watch that 40-minute webinar again. And again, be kind to yourself. I know some people out there might watch videos and think, oh my God, there's so much I don't know. I can't believe how much I've fallen behind with my knowledge of industry. Don't worry about it. You're doing it now and you're educating yourself now. So number two is educate yourself. And don't forget about Small Biz Matters podcasts. There's loads of really great education on there as well. Number three, revisit or start your business plan. Many of us have been in business for a few years and kind of it just evolved from a couple of clients into something quite successful. Um, and you've never sat down and actually done a business plan. That's not to say that you can't start one now. Again, it will mean that when you're ready to go, you can hit the ground running with any, with any changes that you might make or pivots that you want to make in your business. There's some great resources out there. Business.gov.au has a business planning entire section and also a budgeting section as well. So have a look through those and see if you can 
pull out what you'd like to use. Obviously, not everything is going to be relevant to you, but you can certainly um, pick the eyes out of this. Now, as you go through these bits and pieces, you know, that kid you were mentoring from a few minutes ago that I was talking about, mention that to them. Share these resources with one another. Explain how you've picked the eyes out of this particular business plan from this particular government website and how you've tailored it for your business and your industry. Share that information amongst one another. Realise Business in New South Wales has some fantastic resources on their site, as does Business Victoria. Um, Both of those sites have really great free, entirely free templates, suggestions, videos, and lots of great stuff that you can use. So now's the time to start revisiting that business plan. Now, don't forget these days, it's not just about having a business plan document. You have to use that so you've got a bit of a marketing plan uh, plugged into that. What about business growth? What about bringing on people when you eventually hire people? Now's a great time to investigate think to yourself, okay, when I'm ready to grow, who's the first person I'm going to employ? Is it going to be admin or is it going to be sales and marketing? And what does that look like? What are those KPIs for that person? What is that job description? Because guess what? When you're ready to explode, you don't have time to write out a job description that goes with the employment contract. Have a think about what you can do now for those periods of growth so you're ready to go and hit the ground running. Number four is examining your contracts and your legal standpoint. So I've got some great podcasts here with, um, you know, with Ursula Hogburn, who is one of our absolute experts talking about business contracts and how to deal with those people who are around you. Also spoke to um, Alan Piggott, who is a great person um, who's a specialist in contract law and how to manage the risk. There are some great contracts out there that you can utilize that are free, but just be careful with those because you've got to make sure that they're still a legal document. And maybe you could draft something and when you hit the ball ground running again, you're ready to manipulate those contracts and make them more tailored and more accurate and more legal. And that's a good time to engage with with someone who can assist you at that point. But there's nothing wrong with drafting those documents. Now, where have you, where has things fallen through the cracks? Have you dealt with a contractor that hasn't delivered what they promised and you didn't have a contract in place? So, you know, you didn't have a leg to stand on. Have you um, hired someone in the past and it just hasn't worked out? What was the reason for that? Was it something about you not having the correct detail in a contract? Did you even have a contract in the first place? Think, think about mistakes that you've made in the past and where contracts can assist you. And one of those big ones, of course, is payment times. Now, I could talk for another 45 minutes about the need to mandate payment terms. Hello, Australian government. But in the meantime, you can protect yourselves by strengthening up the contracts and the agreements that you have in place and the quotations that you have in place that go out to your clients. So make sure that you've got those in a more robust robust sense. It will make you look more professional when you move forward after this is all over. Number five is social media planning. So I know that this can be a little bit scary for people who are older, although I shouldn't be ageist absolutely not. There's plenty of people out there who know what they're doing, but there's there's also a lot of people out there who think, well, you know, this is just something for the younger generation. My clients are not on there. My clients are not digesting Facebook or LinkedIn or Snapchat or, you know, the myriad of other things, Instagram, um, but maybe they are. Now's the time to really research what your ideal client is doing, where, they're, where they are, and there's plenty of information you can get on there about what times of day people are 
looking at social media, again, your professional association may help you to tailor that for your particular industry. But think about, you know, video content. Why don't you play around with your iPhone and make some videos and have a bit of a practice about delivering information that way? Uh, Jeff Anderson, who is our Small Biz Matters podcast um, specialist when it comes to video, has done some great things about video content strategy and whether or not it's a must in your marketing strategy and what you can do. So think about ways that you can diversify uh, your your content and um, your social media. And remember to make it educational. Nothing positions you better as an expert than actually supplying the information that you already do to your clients packaged up in a way that makes you look like an expert, which you are. We all need to embrace the fact that we are experts. And when this is all over, we need to be able to hit the ground running with some sort of social media plan because the economy is going to need to explode. And small business, hello, backbone of the economy, we're going to be right behind it, pushing it along. So we need to be ready and absolutely ready to go when we compress go, when this is all over, to hit the ground running and know that that we are going to be you know, supporting the economy more so than the big boys. The final thing to have a look at is your insurance. Um, A lot of people may be underinsured in terms of, I haven't actually looked at what the contents of my insurance um, entail for the last five years. And obviously I've purchased more equipment or now I don't have that equipment anymore. You need to revisit what's happening with that insurance. Um, Given that you may be working from home or you no longer have premises, it's quite important that you update um, your insurance company with any changes. So there's been some pretty drastic changes out there. So now's a good time to give them a call and make those changes as well. Um, there's also a good opportunity here while everything is quiet, nobody's moving around, is to have a look at your security. Our friend Daniel Lukovitz from Calamity has given us some excellent um podcasts in relation to getting to know your risks around the failures of your security and how to fix them from a practical point of view, not just in terms of insurance. And of course, we had a great um, podcast from uh, the guys, Michael Gottlieb at Business Cover Insurance, who was talking through um, how to analyse your insurance and pull it apart, know what it is that you can make changes with and where to get support when you need it. So hopefully those six points, working on your website, educating yourself, revisiting or starting your business plan, examining your contracts and your legal, social media planning and insurance are a great start uh, for you to keep working, keep educating yourself, keep in touch with other people and other professionals in your line of work so you don't feel isolated. We're lucky enough that this is happening in this day and age and we can connect. I, for one, got onto a a webinar which was run run by the wonderful Heather Smith yesterday for accountants and bookkeepers. There were like 40 people in there. It was awesome and people chatting. We weren't just talking about working from home. We were talking about, you know, family stuff and and supporting one another and and tips and tricks and and also obviously the the small business stimulus package and all the things that we can do to help our clients. So getting in there with essentially what is your competitors, but your colleagues is a great way to keep in touch, feel as though you are part of the conversation and able to move forward. So today I want you all to just stop, take a breath, reduce your expectations for yourself. It's not going to be normal, but at the same time, it doesn't need to grind to a halt. There are plenty of things that you can do to even to a point reinvent your business or reinvent yourself so that when this is all over and remember that it is finite, you'll be able to step over that line and say, okay, I'm ready to go. I've got my connections in place. I've got my website up to date. My social media looks like who I want it to look like, and I'm ready to hit the ground running and support one another, everybody.
Thanks so much for listening to Small Biz Matters here uh, in the Triple H studios again. I'll be back next week with another fantastic guest. Keep listening, keep educating yourselves and keep in touch with one another. This has been Alexi Boyd for Small Biz Matters on Triple H 100.1 FM.